This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and here's your host, Luke Jennings. wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the uk's number one and only memphis wrestling related podcast the memphis continental wrestling cast i am as always your host mr luke jennings we've got a uh, couple of big announcements that you have probably seen but we're going to be telling you a little bit more about them on this episode please do not forget to follow us on twitter and Instagram at MemphisCast is important to follow us on Twitter because you'll be able to vote in the poll to decide what we are watching for October's Time Warp episode. You've got a few days left to vote for the what we watch. You've got the choice of the 23rd of October 1987 Stampede Wrestling, the 16th of October 1993 Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the entire In Your House 4 card from the October 1995 or three matches from Halloween Havoc 1993. That poll will be ending on Monday. Uh, also, this past Sunday, we had episode two come out to where we watched the 8th of September 1997 WCW Nitro. It was a long episode, but hopefully you, you have enjoyed it. And now news of our first announcement. As you may have heard a few weeks ago, we are on our new home. We are here. We are at the Place to Be Wrestling Network. Um, we have been posting the back catalogue for the guys to see, but this episode coming out today, September the 10th, is the premiere episode, the very first of its entirety on the Place to Be a Wrestling Network. We are joining some great podcasts such as Talking WCW, the NWA Saturday Special, PTBN's main event, NWA Crock and Roll, and so many other great shows, as well as the sister network, North South Connection. So don't forget, if you are listening to this, you should have subscribed. If you haven't, subscribe to the show, subscribe to the network, place to be network. You can also follow them on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling to find out all the other great shows that come out on a daily basis. There is at least one new show a day coming out on the network. And also, as we are on the premiere episode here on the Place to Be Wrestling Network, we have got a debut segment. This is going to be a regular segment hosted by a wrestler. Her wrestling name is the Voodoo Queen Amari. Her real name is Kemi. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the first segment. This is the first episode of That Girl Got Game.
your girl king queen kemi i'm a king i'm a queen and my government name is kemi how y'all doing today thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the spot this little segment that we are doing as a part of the podcast is that girl got game but why so it's called that girl got game because as you can see i got games I got mad games, I've got Mega Drives, I've got Game Gear games, I've got PS3 games, PS2 games, PS1 games, I've got anything and everything, you name it. I've got it. <laughs> and that is why I am here today. Um, we're here to talk about everything gaming, uh, futuristic, and most importantly, gaming fusion, as I like to call it. So you're probably thinking, what is Gaming Fusion? Well, let me tell you, brother. So Gaming Fusion is basically where in which you take new technology and you fuse it in to older games, old technology, and that brings you the product here right in front of you and brings it to you in a playable form. Because as you all know, it's not always that easy to pick up a game, for example, and set up a console, um, set up your Wii, set up your Mega Drive. You know, there's so much complications that comes with it, i.e. connecting to the TV, getting the right TV, getting the wires, the connections, your AV, your HDMIs, like HDMIs, sorry. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. So what this segment is going to cover is basically how far we've come in gaming emulation and how far we can go and what the future holds for it um as you can see pretty much every single game i emulate i do have in my collection but there are a lot of red tape um that people you know don't understand about that element of gaming you know a lot of developmental and gaming production companies aren't too keen on you emulating games unless you have copies that is something that um i will look to cover in detail on other shows but for today for today we're going to talk about something that i held very near and dear to my heart the steam deck look at her in her beautifulness don't you just love her? I've actually named her. Her name is Beyonce. No? Don't like it? Okay, well, maybe I could think about renaming it. But yes, this is the almighty Steam Deck. And today we are going to be covering, well, pretty much anything about the Steam Deck and what it can do. Steam Deck is a handheld computer and it was developed by Valve. Its initial release date was the 25th of February this year and its popularity has only grown and grown ever since it's released. Now, although it has been released to the public on a global market, um, recently they have just started um, selling to the Asian um, demographic. 
Um, I do believe that soon with time, this will be released more widely and will be released into retail. As you all know, what you have to do in order to reserve yourself a Steam Deck is literally you know, have a Steam account and place a deposit to hold your place. Then when Valve is ready to deliver and ship your device, they will send you a confirmation email and it's on your in in your pocket within two weeks. It didn't take me too long to get mine. To be honest with you, I received mine maybe about a month ago. We pre-ordered as soon as it was announced. So let's talk about the specs of this fantastic machine. Now, obviously, it comes in black. Um, it comes in a nice matte black with a lovely finish. If you have a look at the joystick, you can see there's a little white underbelly underneath. The joystick is very smooth. I don't have any issues. I know some people with their earlier models have some issues with drifting, but if you do encounter that issue, Valve is quite good. They will allow you to send the product device in and they will repair it free of charge. They are very good with their support on that. End. You've got the little touch pads right here, which I personally don't use, but um, once I've finished playing Fallout New Vegas, I will indeed give it a go i'll try playing some other game and i will test it out properly you've also got the d-pad as you can see right there you know it's lovely it feels like your bog standard con export controller or ps4 controller honestly it's it's great some of the more digital specs here so it's 8 x 6 6 4 dash v3 I had to look at that because even I don't know, I'm not that technical, but basically that means that it is integrated with a lot of gaming ports. These inputs are put in place to allow you to play most of the heavy duty games on your Steam account. If you don't know, a Steam account is a place where in which a lot of PC games are purchased and Steam actually develops a lot of games for the PC market itself. Now, as well as the design being absolutely slick and flawless, as you can see, it has a seven inch touchscreen and it is gorgeous. It's an LED touchscreen and it operates at 60 uh, hertz. I can never pronounce that word. 60 hertz. So it's just perfect for you to see your game, uh, give you the best detail in gaming. And also, you know, it, it's just as good as if you're playing on a HD screen or a very high quality computer screen. This is, this is no joke. This is the real deal, guys. Honestly, it is absolutely phenomenal. Hmm? What was that? I can't hear you. Now I can because she has a stereo speakers stereo speakers so that means that your sound from your game is flawless it's 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 lovely and actually playing it with headphones on the sound just comes through absolutely beautiful speaking of headphones did i mention that you can connect your bluetooth headphones to this with ease and you have no issues so if you are on public transport and you don't want to make too much noise connect your headphones play a game keep the peace <laughs> i totally forgot to talk about the buttons i spoke about the d-pad i did not speak about these little bad boys here um so yeah these obviously these buttons are your box standard y x a b um it's very honestly the whole device is very high quality for what you're paying you are getting a handheld computer that can play these heavy duty games now, I do hear a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, it hasn't got much battery life. But that doesn't matter because you cannot expect for what you're paying for a handheld computer to play 
eight hour games it's just not going to happen you're going to be looking to spend more along the lines of maybe two thousand pounds to get a handheld pc and they are out there but for me moi and a few others like myself this is the perfect device you know you're not paying too over the nose for it and it does everything you need a lot of people like to talk about the size, the size of this mother trucker. Um, so it is measuring at 298 millimeters um, times by 117 millimeters. That's across the board. So do you know, you know what, actually, it's large, but I like it. I like it. It fits fantastically in my hands. You know, I have no issues with the grip. I don't use these button yet, buttons yet. I haven't assigned them. However, you know, it's it works for me. I haven't got any issues with it. You're probably thinking about the weight. The weight of it um, from my sources is 669 grams. Honestly, guys, it's really not that heavy, to be honest with you. Once you're sitting down and you're comfortable and you're playing this thing, you're not even going to notice the weight. It is... It's slightly bigger than the Switch. Well, it's a lot bigger than the Switch. But considering what it does, um, its memory, its motherboard, it, all of its components, 669 grams actually isn't that much. Honestly, guys, she is a dream. And if you are like me and are trying to save up for the PS5, still having issues with getting the PS5, I'm telling you right now, this is a fantastic alternative. I'm telling you, if you like your PC games, you know, I like PC games, but I don't like paying, playing on the keypad and using the mouse to play them, which is what draw me in to this fantastic device in the first place. I'm telling you now, this is the future and I can foresee them making a Steam Deck 2 in the future. But honestly, ugh. It's just delicious. I can't flaunt it at all yet. There are some issues that I will address in the coming videos, but for now, chef's kiss. I've got no problems with this gorgeous machine. Oh, oh, so, sorry, sorry. I didn't realize you were still. I'm completely obsessed with this thing, so sometimes I do lose myself, but back to the matter on hand. Why? Why do I need this machine in my life? I can hear you guys saying, well, because you can do things like this. Yeah, that's right. That is smack down. Here comes the pain. You can put almost any type of game on here. You can emulate anything you want on this bad boy. Well, I say anything you want with the reason. A lot of games you can emulate on here. As I said, it is quite difficult to just plug in your PS2, plug in your PS1, plug in your Mega Drive, yeah, Nintendo 64, whatever console that you have and that you want to use to play your beloved games having one of these it's no problem and it is not difficult to put these games on here believe me you get the message this is not just a video guys let me show you some gameplay out this takes me back you'll have to excuse me i'm not used to doing it this way oh, let's go come on honestly it's phenomenal this is not the only game you can play either there are so many games that you can emulate on the steam deck this is what i'm saying is a game changer 
Um, this is why I am saying it's a game changer. How does it tie in with wrestling, with me being a wrestler? Well, because you can play wrestling games on it. This is not the only one I can get to work as well. There's no mercy. There is WrestleMania, I want to say 21, I think I've got on there. I'm not going to lie, I don't, I, don't, I don't put these games on. I have someone do it for me. But you get what I mean. There is no end to what this machine can do. So not only have I got Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain, but I also have Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. I'll boot that up for you. I will actually do on the next uh, segment of this, I will actually do some better gameplay, but I've, I've, I've filled your brains with so much knowledge, so much knowledge. Obviously, I know this is a wrestling podcast and there are a lot of people that are more interested in the wrestling side of the games when it comes to video games. But let me tell you, there is, there is no end to the things you can put on here, the things you can do. And honestly, it, it, it really is phenomenal. Like uh, Wrestle Kingdom I've got on here. Um, honestly, it's, it's a good investment and I would definitely suggest you guys look into it. Okay, guys, so that is it for me for today for the That Girl Got Game segment. Thank you so much for joining me um, and having a blast and obviously looking at this special device with me. Um, as I said, I'm going to do my content focusing a lot on retro gaming and how it is being integrated into today, basically. Um, I'm going to talk about Steam Decks. I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff we can emulate, a lot of stuff I have emulated on here, and maybe even get some gameplay. Um, this is going to be a two-weekly interval show um, as a part of the um, Memphis Wrestling Podcast. So, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's time for me to get my gone on, but before I do that, can I remind you about a few of my socials? If you liked that and you liked me, then head on over to my TikTok account. Type in King Queen Kemi TV and it will come up. That is the best way to keep up with a lot of things I'm doing. I go on a lot of car boot sales. I hold car boot sales. I'm hunting a lot of PS2 games, a lot of retro games in general. And that is where you will find me. You'll never miss a beat. When you do locate me on TikTok, go on to my bio and you will also find my other socials as well as my that girl got game shop if you are a retro head like me you'll find a lot of things on there that i found in car boot sales that i don't need in my collection maybe i've got doubles or whatever um you can grab them there uh, i don't think i'm too overly priced but um you know if you liked me and you enjoyed me thank you so much for joining me on this one um just follow me on all my socials um keep the business alive keep the support uh obviously i do wrestle as the voodoo queen amara as well um and i do have a few shows going on as well as this as well so yeah i mean it's time for me to get my gone on but i will be back um in two weeks time thank you guys so 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 much it's been an absolute pleasure now get on get on back to that wrestling podcast what are you waiting for go shoo get out of here get out of here thank you kemi we look forward to the future episodes of this great segment you can watch this part of the podcast over on our youtube channel youtube.com forward slash flash um you may be wondering why we've got a gaming segment uh, i've been a friend of kemi's for quite a while and she is very passionate about uh 
retro gaming and gaming in general and i thought it would be a good thing to do and a nice thing to do i've got the i have got the ability to share this out to the world and i'd like i've got a passion for wrestling she's got a passion for gaming sort of combine the two and we've got ourselves a little regular segment that we're going to be having every couple of weeks so thank you once again to kemi don't forget to follow her on all her social medias before we start the show i'd also like to shout out a couple of friends big joe and danny darko are wrestling tonight for icw no holds barred over there in the good old united states of america available on iw.tv which is only 10 pounds a month and gets you grand brand new content from the likes of icw no holds barred czw h2o black label and so many others and you also get the the chance to watch classic content from the likes of shakira czw iwa mid-south and again many many more so please do not forget to catch that show it's iwc no holds barred uh, episode 32 uh, they uh, wrestle in chains in the ring is no there's no ropes it's all chains and it's very uh, hardcore very deathmatch Big Joe is out there facing Matt Tremont while Danny Darko is making his United States debut and he'll be facing Akira so best of luck to Joe and Danny in the chains now this week on the show we are covering the 5th of September 1981 last week we covered the 15th of August where we saw the start of a TV tournament salt in the eyes a, back, a backfired humiliation and all the usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Now, um, we covered last week, we covered what happened elsewhere between then and now. And just to cover you from now until next week, just to, just to give you a heads up, we've got all of September's issues. So we've got next week's the 12th, then the 19th, then the 26th. Then we jump forward. And then we've got the 17th of October, the 24th of October. Then we basically miss a month. We've got the 19th of December and then the 26th of December. So we are 1982 is fast approaching us here on the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Again, um, footage of Memphis and all those old territories is very dicey. Um, I do appreciate the um, the help of uh, Armstrong Alley out there on Twitter. He has. Uh, got some great footage of various promotions but he's also got a very compendable compendable is that a, word? a very um a very uh a lot he's got a lot of memphis you can search for memphis on youtube you don't you do sort of find it sometimes but he's got a great compendium i'm going to just make up words here of memphis so the next episode is the 12th so let's give you some News from around the country. On September the 6th, Ron Bass defeated Greg Valentine for the NWA TV title in Asheville, North Carolina. The 7th of September sees a Memphis show in the Mid-South Coliseum. Won't give you results for that show as there may be some spoilers, but it looks like a good show. There's one match in particular that may hold um, implications in future episodes of the show. Um, in West Palm Beach, the assassin Jody Hamilton defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion Dusty Rhodes by disqualification. In on the eighth of September, in Tampa, Florida, Dusty Rhodes defeated Harley Race in a lights out match. On the 9th of September, nineteen eighty one, Dusty Rhodes defeated Harley Race by disqualification. On the eleventh of September, in the Keel Auditorium, in front of ten thousand nine hundred eighty five. Gene Lewis and J.J. Dillon defeated Bulldog Brown and Terry Gibbs. Bob Sweetan defeated Buzz Tyler. Billy Robinson and Pat O'Connor wrestled to a no contest. Rufus R. Jones and Baron 
Von Raschke wrestled to a 20-minute draw. David Von Erich and Dick the Bruiser defeated Sergeant Slaughter and Johnny Valiant. Harley Race defeated Kerry Von Erich. And in a Texas death match, Jack Briscoe defeated Ken Patera. On the 12th of September, on a Saturday in the Boston Gardens, the WWF put on a show in front of 13,997. Yoshi Akiyatsu defeated Pete Doherty. Roberto Soto defeated Jose Estrada. WWF Tag Team Champions Tony Guerrero and Rick Martel defeated Killer Khan and George Steele. Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco defeated Pedro Morales via disqualification. World Heavyweight Champion Bob Backlund defeated Angela Mosca. SD Jones defeated Johnny Rhodes via disqualification. Kurt Henning defeated Baron Mikel Sucluna and Dominic Danucci defeated Jose Estrada. Jose Estrada did double duty there. Yeah. And the AWA put on a show in Chicago, Illinois, which saw Paul Christie and Jose Martinez battle to a draw. Spike Huber defeated Johnny Starr. Billy Robinson defeated Johnny Valiant. Mike and M- Pat Kelly defeated Bobo Brazil and Wilbur Schneider. Dick the Bruiser defeated Baron Von Raschke. And Greg Garnier and Jim Bronzel defeated Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura. Where's Baron? It's Baron McElsacluna. Where is it? I don't know. Sorry. Baron Von Raschke. But he said, sorry, yes, two days ago. Yeah, and then... That leads us to the 13th, which we will cover next week. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's head down to ringside to see what Lance and Dave have got for us on this week's show as we cover September the 5th, 1981. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 69 of the UK's number one and only Memphis wrestling-related podcast, the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Please enjoy. Russell, Dave Brown, right along ringside. We're ready to go. You bet. Another big week, championship wrestling. Davey? Oh, I tell you, opening match today is going to be a TV tournament match. Bugsy McGraw will be in here. He'll have Jimmy Hart with him against uh, David Price. Then we're going to have Rick Morton and Eddie Gilbert back in the area. They will be going against the team of the Heartbreakers. Another TV tournament match. Uh, former TV champion Coco Ware will be in a match today against uh, the Dream Machine. And... Yeah, then a six-man tag team match coming up. That's our expiration of time event today. The Japanese team will be here with Tojo in the ring against Roy Rogers and Rick and Robert Gibson. Should be a good one. Right. Going to be looking forward to that. We'll also be looking forward to welcoming back Rick Morton and Eddie Gilbert, yeah. who are back in the area with championship wrestling. Additionally, some great tapes coming up. We're going to be looking at all of it right after we take time out for this. So we've got an action-packed card here, ladies and gentlemen. We will be seeing the continuation of the TV tournament. Bugsy McGraw versus David Price and Coco Ware versus Dream Machine. We're also going to be seeing the return of Eddie Gilbert and Ricky Morton. They're going up against the Heartbreakers. And in our main event, we have got an exploration of time six-man tag. So without further ado, do let's head back down the ringside for our first... Well, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a uh, insert promo. And then we'll have our first match. Into the two tournament matches that we've got today on Championship Wrestling, Davey. I also thought it would be most appropriate to uh, feature a couple of the uh, greatest attractions, if you can use that word, however it may be, and, and opponents 
in uh, championship wrestling history. I'm talking about Jerry the King Lawler and Jimmy Hart. Got something I want you to look at. You check my nerves and you rattle my brain. You must love drive a man insane. Broke my wheel. What a thrill. Cousin, this is racist. Balls of fire. I let the love when I thought it was funny. You came along and you moved me, honey. Came my mind. Love is mine. Give it to me, give it to me. Balls of fire. We're seeing uh, some footage from matches between Jerry Lawler and Jimmy Hart with a bit of Jerry Lewis Scrabbles of Fire behind us. We've seen footage of a Lumberjack match featuring Jimmy Hart and Jerry Lawler. Obviously, this feud has been going on for this year at least and will continue till at least 1985 um, with various opponents for Jerry Lawler to face. But it's basically a, a four or five year feud between these two gentlemen. It is Jerry Lawler that causes Jimmy Hart to leave the promotion in 1985. Well, that and uh, some money from up north. But so we've seen Jimmy Jimmy Hart kicking and beating, throwing salt in the eyes of Jimmy uh, Jerry Lawler. This is just putting Jimmy Hart over for sure. Running in and attacking him with Kane, and it's all footage from looks like the Mid-South Coliseum. Lumberjack matches, Jimmy Hart interfering in matches, kicking Jerry Lawler when he's down, all various things. Oh, giving him a good old whooping there with a the belt. Good night, sweetheart. The music has now changed, so we're now seeing the same matches, but we're seeing when Jerry Lawler is on top. So they're doing a very good job here. Memphis is obviously famous, infamous, famous for its music videos. Randy West, I believe, was uh, a culprit of this. Or not a culprit, he was a sort of the mastermind behind it. We'd obviously see ones with the fabulous ones in a few years. Infamously, you'd see the one of Kamala debuting in the back garden of Jerry Jarrett. We're uh, led to believe it is the, uh, the jungles of Uganda, but is, but that's a, uh, you know, very famous one that they did in Memphis. And they were sort of uh, they led to other promotions doing similar things. So again, we're seeing uh, Jerry Lawler beat the shit out of Jimmy Hart here in various matches. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for your continued support. Hopefully, you are joining us from our feed and you are coming over to the place to be a wrestling network. And if you are new, if you are a continued supporter of the place to be wrestling network and we are your first listen, thank you for choosing to listen to us. This, like I said, this is our premiere episode. We've been we've been publishing the back catalogue to the network for the last week or so, but this is our first network only show and uh, we'd like to welcome you if you don't know i am uh, luke jennings i'm a uk citizen born and bred here in the united kingdom 36 years age uh, 30 year wrestling or 32 year wrestling fan now since 1990 um i'm a big fan hold on i'll just stop mr while i'm explaining big fan of wrestling uh wwf not mod i'm not a big i'm not a much as a fan of the modern stuff i keep an eye on wf i keep an eye on aew i keep an eye on sort of gcw and a few of the indies but i'm predominantly old school i love memphis wrestling i enjoy watching mid-atlantic florida stamp i enjoy watching all of it japanese wrestling hardcore wrestling ladies wrestling 
Deathmatch, Lucha Libre, you know, just a fan of all of it. Um, so if you're wondering why there's a one of us uh, limeys from the UK is on your network, then that is why I'm a fan of Memphis. We never got Memphis. Um, my first recollection of seeing anything sort of Memphis-related was watching the old Renegade Rampage videotapes that we had. There was a mixture of sort of Memphis and uh, world-class. It's when they were USWA, really, but you'd see Jerry Lawler, you'd see... Uh, Jeff Gaylord, all those kind of guys who obviously had a uh, presence in Memphis. And then obviously at the age, I, I, I would have seen them. 95, 96? I think the tapes came out early 90s, but I got them from charity shops. Um, so I'd watch them and then at the we're, then we had the internet, so you could go, all right, who's Jerry Lawler? Boom, boom, boom. You look at Jerry Lawler and then you think, oh Christ, you know, at that point in 1995, he was then in the WWF, so you saw him there. But then you could Google him or whatever, or not Google him, but you could search him and you could go, oh, Memphis. And you go, oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, I recognise that name, Terry Funk, say. I recognise, uh, you know, Bill Dundee from seeing him in places. So then you'd be drawn to Memphis. And obviously um, they've had a history of pushing out some great talent. And the TV shows for the time, you know, this is 1981, the... Um, the visual, the visualness of the show is far better than anything the WWF were putting out at the time. 1981 WWF is like shit. You know, WWF doesn't get really any good until 85, kind of. Like with the way they start using music videos, they start using more things, you know, to brighten the show up. But Memphis is pioneering, I think, for TV. Um, Lance Russell, Dave Brown were excellent, very, very underrated commentary team hosting team whatever you call it you know um but yeah so memphis to me is a is a um underrated promotion and underrated territory i know it's got its backstories of poor pay all this kind of stuff we don't kind of delve into that uh, on this show i'm basically i basically watch the shows i give you my commentary kind of on the shows as i'm watching i i never know what i'm watching so I don't. I, until I saw the card, I don't know what the card is. Um, I never watch the shows to see what's going to happen. If there's sometimes we've had um, twenty minutes of the of the, the the first twenty minutes of the of the show has just been promos, or and then the next week the first twenty minutes is a match. I never know. I'm watching this as I would have been watching it um, back in the day. So that's just so you know. If you've never watched any of my shows, I do that on the time warp as well. I'll watch a show. I may have watched it once, or I may not have seen it at all. Um, so I watch it as live. I, as a wrestling fan, I can kind of tell what's going to happen sometimes, maybe. But most ninety-nine percent of the time, I've got no idea what's happening, and I'm watching it as as I would do if I was watching it on television back in nineteen eighty-one. I'd have been minus five. It'd have been possible, but you know what I mean. I'm watching it as a watch. Not watching as just a live sort of watch. Uh, I don't really know how to describe the podcast because we are a niche podcast in a niche podcast market. You know, wrestling podcasts, they're one in a million, but they're niche. And then to do a Memphis-style podcast is even niche You know, you get a lot of guys who watch ECW. You'll get a lot of guys who watch WCW. you get a lot of guys who watch WWF, but there's not a lot of guys who'll watch... You know, I don't know if there's a championship wrestling from Florida show. I don't think there's a stampede from wrestling show. I don't think I know there's a mid south one. I know there's a mid Atlantic one, but I don't know is there a St Louis one. I don't think so. So it's a it's a very niche 
subject in a very niche market so but we're doing well um if you've never followed the show um we started we started back in 19 i'll just give i'll just bore you now for a bit but if you don't know the show we started back in 1980 when the footage from on youtube and that was very was good um you can't there's not a lot of thing and there's not really much after before 1980 um i did this uh i did it every two weeks i could do it every two weeks when i started when i when i originally started i did it so i picked a show from that date so if i was watching if i was recording on the if I, if the show was going to come out on the 22nd of november i'd try and find a show from the 22nd of november around that so 1982 1985 blah 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 i then decided to do it on a weekly basis um because i enjoyed this is my third or fourth podcast i've done um i did one on deathmatch wrestling i did one on all-star wrestling wf all-star wrestling i've done other ones they've just sort of gone on the wayside because i couldn't be bothered um professionally i couldn't do it very well professionally because of my professional job so that got in the way and then so i did this i really enjoyed doing it so i carried on doing it i stopped in january because of my professional job changed and i felt like i wasn't getting enough time to relax and then a couple of months ago something happened in my profession in my personal life which then meant i need i wanted to start doing podcasting again to keep my mind active to keep you know what was going on personally i needed to get that away so that i could do my podcast so that's why i'm doing it um yeah we've covered 1980 unfortunately when i stopped for like two or three months i deleted the entire i deleted everything that i had which was silly of me i should have kept it and then you'd have had more of a back catalogue but hopefully even if you've been listening you've enjoyed the last 13 ish shows um you've enjoyed the two um, time warp episodes which i have done they started last month um because I like watching wrestling so I watch and I like talking about wrestling and talking through wrestling commentating if you will Um, so I decided to do a show every month of non-Memphis related um, shows which is why we've covered uh, the first show we did we did world class championship wrestling from 1982 this month we've just done Nitro um, and then obviously we've got the choices next month but um, you know I'll watch New Japan I'll watch anything um I think, like I said, I mentioned in the previous episode, I think I'm going to do like, so the November one will be November-related shows. So I might do some matches from a Survivor Series. I might do some matches from a November to Remember. I might pick a TV show that was, I might you know, I might pick a WCW Saturday night from November 1991 or something like, you know, something like that. So so that's why you need to follow us on Twitter, at MemphisCast, to keep an eye on the polls. So uh, that's enough of me whiffling on if you've got any questions if you've got any um if you want to ask me something or anything like that just just give me a dm on twitter or anything at memphis cast um i'll try and answer it if you've got a question if you want me to um watch a specific show for the time warp just let me know you know hit me up if you and if you've got a link to it that'd be best or if you know where it is um but yeah i'm fully um i am fully accessible that's right that's the word um at memphis cast um yeah so uh, let's head back down to ringside after i've waffled on for a good uh, 10 minutes there jerry the king lawler and jimmy Hart always at each other's throats we got a couple of tournament matches coming up and by golly we'll be back to it on championship wrestling in just a moment
Channel 3's championship wrestling action coming up in just a moment. Tuesday night, Louisville Gardens. Won't get you the entire card now a little bit later, but boy, we got some great ones. One of them will be a grudge match with Rick and Robert Gibson against the Nightmares. Also, you're going to have a Mid-America title match. Kern and McGraw, and if Kern wins it, he gets five minutes with Chick Donovan. Then there's going to be a Texas Tornado death match. Dream Machine, superstar Bill Dundee. Jimmy? Let me tell you something right now. Rick and Robert Gibson, buddy, this is your last night in Louisville. Let me tell you why. The Nightmares are the greatest team that I've ever had in my life. They stood by Jimmy Hart when Jimmy Hart was injured. And I'll promise you this, buddy, we'll get rid of Rick and Robert Gibson, you little got it. punks. You got it, yeah, buddy. well, Chick may have a little action of his own coming up with that match with Bugsy and Kern. Well, Mr. Russell, Steve Kern, I'm not worried one bit. You've got this stipulation on, on this card, but... I've got Bugsy McGraw on my side, so I'm not worried at all, baby. Listen, this is only to tease the fans. They need some excitement in their dull, unattainable lives. And therefore, we put in this chick will never enter that ring, understand? Well, he may have to. Yeah. Oh, man, let me tell you something. We are ready for Billy Dundee. He stuck his nose one too many times in the dreams business and Jimmy Hart. We've tried everything we can do to humiliate this man, but I see that we can't do it. Well, buddy, we are ready now, right, Dreamy? That's Don't fall. Be like. Don't interrupt when he gives that to me to talk. I'm trying to stand out here and talk and tell you something. Dundee, I'm sick of you. I hate your stinking guts. I carried you on my back for six months when I was your partner, and you could not even win a match if it wasn't for me. You run in, you do this, you do that. I've had it up to my neck with you, Dundee, and right there in Derby City, brother, I'm going to put a whooping on you that your mammy won't know you. And dream falls don't count, baby. It might That's last right. off. Falls do not count. Texas Tornado <laughs> death match. You know I asked for that match, Lance Russell. I asked for that match. Texas Tornado death match. Dundee, get ready. We'll find out whether you still want it along about that 20th fall in there when it all happens in the Louisville Gardens Tuesday night, and it's going to be there and a lot more, and we'll see that in just a moment. All right, several weeks ago, the uh, championship wrestling TV title was vacated when Kevin Sullivan left the area, and we're uh, in the process of the tournament now to determine a new TV champion. This is one of those tournament matches. Introducing from Memphis, Tennessee at 197 pounds on the right of your screen, David Price. And from Florida, 289 pounds, Bugsy McGraw. His manager, Chick Donovan, over in the corner with him. This match will be one fall, 15-minute time limit. The referee is Jerry Calhoun. Okay, ready with a bell, and here we go. Bell time, off and running, Dave. Bugsy McGraw, heavy favorite in the match. Uh, this is... Uh... So we are here, first match of the afternoon we've got Bugsy McGraw, camouflage tights, black boots, going up against David Price, blue singlet, black boots Bugsy McGraw has got the height weight and experience advantage here of young David Price we've got a multi-coloured uh, background here, we've got red, blue, purple background in the studio full house here ladies, gentlemen old, young, white, black they are here and they are here to enjoy the wrestling Dream Machine in that promo sounded very different. He wasn't his high-pitched, sort of excitable self. I think maybe he's been told to change his promo style. Now he is a heel. The motherfucker! Bugsy McGraw dominating David Price here. Kevin Sullivan, uh, I believe, has gone to Georgia Championship Wrestling. He has left the area. He is... Uh, I don't think he'll be back. Um, pretty sure he will never be back in the Memphis Territory. But, never say never. Bugsy McGraw now with a couple of couple of hip tosses. Enjoy. I saw Bugsy McGraw for a few times on Hamburg All-Stars, my show I used to cover, WWF All-Star Wrestling, and he was there in uh, the late 70s. Oh, big suplex there by Bugsy. Uh, very impressed with him. Love his uh, 
persona. I love his sort of uh, crazy, crazy promos and everything. This is 1984. If you've ever watched him, he looks very old. Um, but in 1981, he is 36. He is 36 in 1981. He looks about 56. But Bugs McGraw is still with us. I've just looked and he is still alive and kicking as he is here on David Price. Oh, lovely elbow there. Standing elbow. One, two, three. Bugsy McGraw advances in the TV title tournament. The time, two minutes even. Bugsy McGraw, the winner in this uh, round of the TV tournament. Well, take my hat off, David uh, Price. He got in there, he tried, he wanted to make an effort at it. He just never could get it going. McGraw entirely too big. Uh, he's just so large, boy. He is very difficult to handle. And, of course, uh, Golden Boy uh, congratulating him at ringside. Bugsy with a relatively easy win in that tournament match against David Price. Uh, our time was so short on that, Davey. We got some uh, exciting ring action coming up. If we got the Nightmares and uh, Roy Rogers and Coco Ware, I want you to see exactly what happened and in this whip. one and pay attention right to the end. Right in the midsection. So I've seen footage from the Midsaf Coliseum, Roy Rogers and Coco Ware versus the Nightmares. Midsaf Coliseum. This match was tight. August 24th, 1981, Midsaf Coliseum, Memphis, Tennessee, 8089 saw. No disqualification. Loser gets tired and feathered. Jerry Lawler defeated the Dream Machine to win the Southern Championship. Roy Rogers, sorry, Rick Gibson and Robert Gibson defeated the Heartbreakers. Then there was this match. Then we saw the Nightmares, Jimmy Hart and the Heartbreakers going against Plowboy, Fraser, Coco Ware, Roy Rogers and the Gibsons. Dutch Mantel and Bill Dundee defeated Masafuchi and Mr. Onita. Bugsy McGraw defeated Steve Kern to win the Mid-America title. Roy Rogers nearly got a uh, sunset flip pin there. Big power slam there by one of the nightmares. Coco broke up the pin. Coco and Roy Rogers have been teaming, teaming for quite a while here, I think. Nightmare whips in, in Roy Rogers by Roy Rogers. Oh, neat of Roy Rogers as he came charging into the corner. Jimmy Hart very pleased with that. Tagged into the other Nightmare. Nightmare number one, the only difference is they're wearing different coloured boots. Because these gentlemen are masked. They are Danny Davis and Buddy Wayne, uh, Ken Wayne, sorry, Ken Wayne. Danny Davis would later become the head trainer of OVW in the uh, Jim Cornette period. Roy Rogers desperately needs that tag to Coco, but he gets stopped by the Nightmare. Roy Rogers crawling to get that tag. Nightmare whips him into the ropes and again. Oh, Nightmare ducked his head, kicked by Roger Rogers. Here comes Coco Ware in there like a house of fire. Punches away. Both Nightmares getting it. Beautiful drop kick there by Coco. Whips off the other Nightmare. Big back body drop by Coco. Right hand, stinging right hands by the uh, future Birdman. Shoulder tackle. Down. Oh no, Jimmy Hart tripped him. Jimmy Hart tripped him. 
Coco's just got hold of Jimmy Han, just punches him. Nightmare number one of the nightmares has just loaded that mask. Oh, headbutt by the nightmare. He loaded that mask up like the assassins. One, two, three. The nightmares are your winners, thanks to some dirty handed tactics and some interference by Jimmy Hart. The nightmares are your winner. This brawl is not finished. Oh, and again, he's loaded up that mask again and headbutted Coco Ware. Roy Rogers is punching the other nightmare. Throws Coco over the top rope to the concrete floor. Oh, and again, headbutt to Roy Rogers. Nightmares are absolutely annihilating these uh, two gentlemen. Someone's coming, the crowd are standing up, the crowd are going banana. The Gibsons, the Gibsons are in. Nightmares just took Roy Rogers down with a double suplex, but the Gibsons are now in. Punching away, Ricky and Robert, the Gibsons. Jimmy Hart's on the apron. Oh, Jimmy Hart pulled the top rope down. Ricky Gibson went flying outside, Robert Gibson. Boy, I'll tell you, that is so dangerous like that, man. You catch a guy completely unaware, slip that rope down. And uh, the wrestlers, by nature, know how to use the ropes and bang off of them and extra power and that sort of thing. That is just deadly when that happens on it. Okay. We're going to take time out. We'll be back in just a moment. about ready to go with our next big action a tag match we'll have the chance see if we can get eddie and well if i can get my mic cable eddie and uh, rick want to get you over here boy i'll tell you it has been a long time oh, man. Well, man really great to see rick martin and eddie gilbert back and i'll tell you one thing for a fact i have heard such great things about you guys uh, out in the midwest and the whole area since you left here and i say congratulations to you you've done a super job well thank you very much lance this is great to be back home i tell you it's nothing like it you know the feeling coming back home it just puts chill bumps all on you and everything i'm telling you i know one thing for a fact eddie and this is an honest truth i get a lot of letters every week from the wrestling fans out there and they're always asking about what happened to this one what happened to that one I've never had anybody more than you two guys, people saying, hey, when are Rick and Eddie coming back to the territory? Lance, thank you very much. I'd like to say hello to all my friends and family and everyone out there. I'd like to say something about Ricky Morton. You know, I've gotten to know Ricky just like a brother now. We've been riding up the roads together. I've gotten to know him real good. I'd like to say something too, Lance. You know, Ricky and I both have had the partners with more experience than us and everything. Mm -hmm. But now we're together. we got the same experience. And this is do or die. Hey, listen, I want to tell you. Not only have you got the talent, but that experience coming together. I know for a fact that you guys won the Tri-State uh, Tag Championship, and uh, that's got to be a great thing for you and a lot of things for the future. That's right, Lance. You know, man, Eddie went to the ring out there as one. When you go into the ring as one, there's not too many people that can beat you. But, you know, like we say, we're glad to be back home. Like Eddie said, what a go. You know, the home is what it is. You know, like coming home like a basketball team, a football team, when you got the home field advantage, there's not too much you can do. That's <laughs> uh, super. What do you got in store, Eddie? We're looking for the tag team championship in this area. That's oh, what we're right. coming on for. Golly, I'll tell you one thing. A couple of guys that can wait. Again, much, for man. all the fans, good to have you back. And, Eddie, good luck to you in here. They got an interesting uh, first match back, I'll tell you for a fact. They got the Heartbreakers as their opponents. And like them or not, They've got Chick Donovan at ringside, and that's not good news. No, it is not. Uh, rugged Bunch coming in here. Joseph Kegel and Rocky S. 
uh, climbing up on the ring apron right now. This is going to be a one-fall, 15-minute time limit match. And uh, officially introducing him uh, with uh, Chick Donovan at ringside. Total weight, 440 pounds on the left of the screen. The Heartbreakers from Salt Lake City, Rocky S. And from Indianapolis, Joseph Cagle. Going against him, 414 pounds total weight. From Nashville, Tennessee, Rick Morton. And from Lexington, Tennessee, Eddie Gilbert. This match, one fall, 15-minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Tag team action, we have got Ricky Gibson and Eddie Gilbert. They are back in town. They came in blonde hair, matching ring tops. Most uh, sort of uh, cowboy, uh, sort of denim uh, with feathers and things. Tassels. Ricky Morton here is 25. As we know, he is still wrestling on and off for the NWA, GCW and many other promotions. Eddie Gilbert here is 20 years old. And timely passing in 1995. What could have been for Eddie Gilbert? But he is—he made his name definitely in the world of wrestling. They are going against the Heartbreakers, Rocky and Joe. They come out with blonde hair, lovely robes, looking like uh, Ric Flair. Then they take them off and they're wearing black singlets. But Ricky and Eddie start this match off hot and heavy. Tags in, tags in, tags in. Working the arm here. Oh, lovely uh, diving forearm smash. To the arm of Rocky S of the Heartbreakers. Double back body drop there by Gibson and Morton. Oh, sorry, by oh, Jesus Christ, by Gibson. No, by Morton and Gilbert. It's always you think of Ricky Morton, you think of Robert Gibson. That's why. But Morton now in tags in Gilbert. Both men are wearing red and blue trunks, white boots. Eddie Gilbert now with the hip toss, still working over the arm of Rocky S of the Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers are part of the first family, managed by Chick Donovan, who is the associate lead, the, the sort of the associate man of uh, Jimmy Hart and the first family. Joe of the Heartbreakers is now in, black singlet, pink boots, blonde hair. He's a bit smaller than his tag team partner. Working over now the uh, ear of Eddie Gilbert, but Eddie Gilbert's firing away. Eddie Gilbert with the armbar. Tags in Ricky. Ricky's in. Oh, kicks that arm away. Whips Joseph into the ropes. Beautiful drop kick there by Ricky Gibson. Rick Morton. Fucking hell, done it again. Gibson, Gibson, Gibson. No, Morton. Fucking <laughs> Ricky Morton. Rocky now in for his team. Going up against Gibson. No, I don't again. Morton. I'm, I do apologise, ladies and gentlemen. Irish whip. Reversal, leap over, double drop kick by Morton and Gilbert. Eddie Gilbert now in with Rocky of the Heartbreakers. Forearm smash, drops him down. Armbar tags in Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton, oh, point of that elbow driven to the arm of Rocky. Rocky runs away, tags in Joseph Kegel. He's now having a conference with Chick Donovan. Rick Morton in, calling over a type. Headlock by Morton. Headlock to an armbar leg takedown, but he's too close to his heartbreaker partner. Rocky S now in with uh, Ricky Morton. Greco-Roman knock on lock. Ooh, kick to the gut there by Rocky. 
Elbow to the back of the head. Kick. Ricky Morton trying to fire back. Oh, beautiful knee left there by Ricky Morton. Tags in Eddie Gilbert. Heartbreakers get a tag as well. Both men circling. Test of strength here. You'd have thought the Heartbreaker would have it with the. Looks like he's got a bit of a weight advantage. Eddie Gilbert down to both knees. Eddie Gilbert, part of the famous Gilbert family from Lexington, Tennessee. Crowd fully behind Eddie. Eddie breaks out of it with a arm bar, tags in Morton, Morton, first rope on the inside, diving elbow to the arm from the first, from the bottom rope, arm bar takedown by Morton, got it right that time, yes, continues the arm bar, oh hair pull there by the heartbreaker, dirty tactics there, tag to a rocky S. Morton is a bit uh, annoyed with that hair pull. Colin Ember type. Arm bar by Rocky S. Oh, elbow to the arm. Bit of a revenge here for the Heartbreakers as they were had their arms worked over by Morton and Gilbert. Crowd behind Ricky now. Hair pulling by the Heartbreaker again. These baby faces are back. Much to the pleasure of the crowd. Tag to Eddie Gilbert. Heartbreakers make the tag. Both men calling over top. Leg lock take down by Eddie. Eddie attacks the other Heartbreaker to stop the tag. Headlock take down by Eddie. Eddie's been wrestling a couple of years here. Been trained by his father, the legendary Tommy Gilbert. We will see these gentlemen in the future of the Memphis Continental Wrestling cast. Shot attacker by Eddie. Eddie hip tossed. Kip up though on the and a headlock takedown. This is fast and furious action here in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie's got that headlock cinched in. Pushes him off the ropes, pushes him off. Shot tackle again by Eddie. Step over. Oh, neat of the bread basket there by the Heartbreaker. Tags in Rocky S. Stomps away on Eddie Gilbert. Arm bar, arm bar, arm bar. Oh, stomps to the shoulder. Throws. Oh, Eddie Gilbert into the elbow of his partner. Nice little tag, tag work there. Joseph now in for the Heartbreakers. Whips Eddie Gilbert off the ropes. Drop. Big back body drop there. Stomps away on Eddie Gilbert. Picks him up. Tags in Rocky. Joseph slams Eddie down. Elbow drop by Rocky. Goes for the cover. One, two. Kick out by Eddie. Now working the arm and the shoulder area. Hammerlock now by Rocky. Crowd fully behind Eddie. Rocky S. Hanging on. Eddie now up to his feet. He's going to try and take Rocky over. Runs into the corner. Oh, lovely maneuver there. 
Smashed him headfirst into the top turnbuckle. Heartbreaker gets the tag. Eddie needs that tag. Eddie needs to get the hot tag to Ricky Morton. Eddie Gilbert whipped into the ropes. Big back elbow there by Joseph, who then drops the elbow across the chest. Ha one, ha two, kick out. Eddie Gilbert here is playing the role of Ricky Morton in the future. We know the we know the Rock and Roll Express are only a year or so from being formed. Eddie Gilbert in trouble now, still Hammerlock. Rocky S. Oh, Hammerlock slam. Doing more damage to that arm and shoulder area. Eddie Gilbert up now, punching away, scurry through the legs, tags in Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton is in. Boom. Boom, working over the heartbreakers. Ricky Morton does not care. He will punch and kick anything. He's got both heartbreakers. Double nogger nogger. Both heartbreakers are down. Ricky Morton picks up Rocky. Nope. Switching music here to uh, Joseph. Whips Rocky into the thing. Oh, beautiful double team maneuver there. One, two, three. Eddie Gilbert gets the pin after the double team knee lift maneuver. Yeah. Do it with a victory over a tough team in the Heartbreakers. There they go. Winning after eight minutes, ten seconds of action. And you see the dejection there of Chick Donovan and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, well, at least I will say in this particular match that Chick Donovan kept himself down in the chair, which is more than you can say for Donovan in a lot of situations for a fact. The Heartbreakers go down to defeat at the returning hands of Eddie Gilbert and uh, Rick Morton. Super bout indeed. Donovan was prominent in a Mid-America heavyweight championship match. It involved Steve Curran challenging or going against, or rather in a defense against Big Bugsy McGraw. Let's take a look at that. So as we reported earlier, this match happened on August the 24th. Bugsy McGraw going up against Steve Kern. Steve Kern is the defending Mid-America champion. He beat Ron Bass for that title a few weeks ago. Steve Kern looks like he's in control of this match. Working over the legs of the big Bugsy McGraw. Chick Donovan on the outside. Managing Bugsy. Steve Kern working away on the big man. But the big man is up. He's working away now on Steve Kern. Headlock. Reversal by... No, no. Oh, no. The referee's down. The referee's down. Paul Morton is down. Big suplex there by Steve Kern. But no referee. Chick Donovan in the ring. Crutch to the midsection. Chick Donovan is sporting the crutch. Oh, but to the back of the head. Jesus Christ. They smacked that crutch to the back of the head. Bugsy McGraw now covering Steve Kern. Chick Donovan over there to wake up the referee. Bugsy McGraw drops the elbow for... Good measure. Chick Donovan getting the referee over. On. Dos. Dress. New Mid-America champion. It was another lousy, cheap win for the first family in there. And, of course, they wouldn't acknowledge the fact. And, and that is just exactly the way it happened. We're going to take time out and we'll be back in just a moment. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic, southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. 
Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runt and Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash Booking the Territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP Podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? Hey, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrate? Yes, I have. You have? Do you have a father? (laughs) Mangrate is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. (laughs) Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. (laughs) God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man great. <laughs> they are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> it weighs a lot of pounds. <laughs> is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups. You know, you know, in your barbecue, it's always been flare-ups. Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grade. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini-series. Now sit back and enjoy the rest of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. quick reminder before we get back into action on Channel 3's Championship Wrestling here Thursday, September the 17th, Owensboro, there's going to be three title matches, a back alley brawl. It's all going to be coming up there September the 17th. Lawler, Dundee, Kern, the Gibsons, everybody's going to be right there. That's in Owensboro on September the 17th. Now, let's look at the entire card Tuesday night down at the Louisville Gardens. It'll be Roy Rogers, Coco Ware against the Heartbreakers. Dutch Mantel against Tojo Yamamoto. Then it'll be Rick Morton and Eddie Gilbert coming back in a title challenge. This great team is going to be going against Anita and Pucci. Following that, a grudge match with the Nightmares and Hart going against Rick and Robert Gibson. A Mid-America title match. Kern against McGraw. Kern wins. He gets five minutes with Chick Donovan. And the finale, listen to this one. The superstar, Bill Dundee, is going to be facing the big dream machine in there. Texas Tornado Death. Falls don't count. It will go until somebody's hurt. Coming up here uh, to fill that vacated title, uh, this one should be a good one. We're looking for uh, Wild and Willie Dream Machine. Here he comes now with Hart. Hart's going to be in his corner. 
And his opponent up at ringside right now. One fall, 15-minute time limit. Introducing from Union City, Tennessee, 221 pounds, Coco Ware. And going against him at 270 pounds with Jimmy Hart in his corner, the Dream Machine. This match, one fall, 15-minute time limit. Jerry Calhoun, the referee. And again, this is a TV tournament match. Okay. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Coco Ware going up against Dream Machine. Coco Ware wearing orange trunks, black boots. Dream Machine, black singlet, white boots, yellow mask. This is a continuation of the TV title tournament. Lance putting over Coco as the former and first Coco. Uh, he is the former and first television champion holder. He won that by defeating Jimmy Valiant back in the beginning of the year. Dream Machine now. Oh, beautiful. He went for a forearm smash. Coco got out of the way and then arm dragged him over. Coco has got the speed advantage while the Dream Machine has the height and weight advantage. Coco now still with an armbar applied. Just going to walk over little Coco. He's got another thing coming because he's going against some kind of rugged, tough wrestler in there in Coco Ware. Coco has got a uh, he's got a very important year coming up, 1982. Things change for Coco and he becomes uh, a tag team wrestler. Dream Machine now with the armbar. Took him down, but Coco managed to get his way out. Like we said, 1982, very important for Coco. Colin over a type, headlock by Dream Machine. Off the rope, push off by Coco. Shoulder tackle by Dream Machine. Picks up Coco. Snap mares him over. Oh, karate chop to the trapezius. Headlock now by Dream. Dream Machine. Coco in, the, sorry, Jimmy Hart in the corner of Dream Machine. Dream Machine now breaks the hold and drops the elbow to the top of the head of Coco. Whips Coco off the ropes. Oh, just a straight kick to the gut there by Dream Machine. Straight kick. Picks up Coco. Oh, double uh, chops to the throat there. And just plain throws Coco out to the concrete floor here of the TV studios. Holy moly. Coco got through out of there like a like it was yesterday's rubbish. Jimmy Hart outside now wagging the finger in front of Coco. Coco back on the apron. Dream Machine grabs him and suplexes him from the outside in. Beautiful maneuver there. Dream Machine drops the leg. One, two. Oh, kick out. Nonchalant cover there by the Dream Machine. And he actually hit the leg drop here for the first time in a while. Whips off Coco. Oh, running lariat there. Coco is down. Coco is in trouble. Dream Machine picks him up. Drops him down with an elbow. Not quite bionic, but uh, still devastating. Oh. oh, kick to the, uh, an elevated kick from the bottom rope to the back of Coco. Coco in trouble here. Dream Machine whips him off the ropes. Big back body drop there. Coco down again and in trouble. 
Jimmy Hart is very happy with what he's seeing. Dream Machine measuring Coco. What's he measuring him for? Oh, drops the orbit to the back of the head. Dream Machine there, like a like a whip it out of the corner, dropping that elbow. Picks up Coco, puts him in the corner, whips him across. Oh, Coco there, back first into that top turnbuckle. Dream Machine again. Oh no, Coco's on the second rope. Beautiful second rope drop kick there. Lovely maneuver there. Fish drop by Coco. Stomping away. He's a firehouse now. Picks up the Dream Machine. Punching, kicking, stomping away. Holy moly. He's got Dream Machine in the corner. Whips him off the ropes. Oh no, he went for that drop kick again. But the Dream Machine held on to the ropes. Dream Machine picks up Coco. Setting up something. Oh, a big old power slam there by the Dream Machine. Goes for the cover. One, two, a three. Your winner and advancing into the TV title tournament, the Dream Machine. But that's the danger of that drop kick. When you miss it, it hurts. That's a uh, a big step up for the Dream Machine. That Coco figured to be a spoiler in it, but the Dream Machine came through. He grabbed the rope to slip out of the way of that drop kick in there. He was just a little bit too close, and he hooked the rope and pulled out of the way. Got him power slam, one, two, three, and Coco Ware goes down in a tough defeat to the Dream Machine. Six-man expiration of time action coming up in just a moment. Match to the expiration of time, introducing a total of 680 pounds on the left. From Japan, Mr. Onita, Masafuchi, and Tojo Yamamoto going against him. Total of 671 pounds from Nashville, Tennessee, Roy Rogers. And from Pensacola, Florida, the Gibsons, Rick and Robert. This match to the expiration of time. Main event time, ladies and gentlemen, six-man tag, exploration of time. We've got Masafuchi, Mr. Onita, and their manager, Tojo Yamamoto, wrestling, going up against... Roy Rogers and the Gibsons. Masafuchi starting for his team. Robert Gibson starting for his team. Robert Gibson, he is wearing red trunks, white boots. Masafuchi is wearing red and white three quarters, black boots. Both men circling, calling over top. No, I'm, bar, I'm dragged, sorry, by Robert. Masafuchi complaining of trunks being pulled Colin Obo tie up headlock by Robert Robert and Ricky came back into the territory a few weeks ago shoulder tackle by Gibson drop down by Fuchi leap over just a play old slap there by Robert Gibson arm drag into an arm bar yes the Gibsons came back after a while they were don't know where they went up they probably went back to Florida or um, somewhere like that. And they're now back in the territory. Ricky Gibson, probably not long for this territory. Robert has a uh, future tag team with a f with another Ricky coming soon. Masafuchi backs Gibson at the corner. Stomp. Um, no, reversal by Robert. Oh, no. He went charging in that corner. Fuchi moved out of the way. And Robert met nothing but term post. Turn post? Corner post. Masafuchi now back. Tags in Mr. Anita. Mr. Anita, blue and white three quarters. White boots. 
His hair is now growing back after that uh, hair match they had a few weeks ago. Working away with some chops and some headbutts and some kicks to Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson firing back though, but unsuccessfully. Mr. Uh, Mr. Anita headlock, push off, shoulder tackle. Both men go down. Both men in the centre of the ring. Both men need a tag. Robert Gibson needs that tag. Is he going to get it? He does. He rolls over. Tags in his brother. Here comes. No, tags in Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers, red trunks, white boots. Mr. Anita snapmared over by Rogers. Rogers. Rogers picks up Anita, slams him down, drops the elbow, goes for the cover. Nope. Masafuchi breaks up the pin. Roy Rogers now picks him up, tags in Ricky Gibson. Punch snapmare on Onita. Blue singlet, blue boots here for the older Gibson brother. Picks up Onita, slams him down. Goes for the cover. One, two, two count. Ricky tabs, tags in Robert. Robert with a punch to the gut of Anita, whips Anita off the ropes. Beautiful drop kick right to the chin there, Gibson. One, two, two count. Don't forget this is a mini multi-fall match. Explanation of time matches could last one fall, could could last ten. Tojo Yamamoto, the wily veteran, now tagged in for his team. Blue and white three quarters, no boots. Gibson pushes him off. Shoulder tackle there. Gibson goes down. Yamamoto drops him down again. Off the ropes again. Drop down. Leapfrog. Big hip toss by Robert Gibson on Tojo. Tojo here is well into his 50s. If I'm led to remember. Tojo backing over close to the corner. Let's see if he goes for the tag. He does not. Robert fires him into the ropes. Shoulder butt by Tojo. Robert hits the mat on his feet. Leaps over. Tojo off the rope. Body slam by Robert Gibson in a cover. One. Count it two. Tag made. Here comes Roy Rogers. We're close to the four-minute mark. Expiration of time. Tojo Yamamoto at this point is 54. Tags in Masafuchi. Masafuchi drops Robert Gibson down with an atomic drop. Uh, throws Robert Gibson. Oh, sorry, Roy Rogers, Roy Rogers. Sorry, got he thrown head first into the top turnbuckle. Masafuchi picks up Rogers, tags in Onita. Opens him up. Oh, cry. Chopped to the ribs there by Onita. Swinging neckbreaker there by Mr. Onita. Karate chop. Oh, and again there by Onita. He just picked up Roy Rogers just to knock him back down again. Roy Rogers gets the tag in. Robert Gibson is in. Robert Gibson and Atsushi Onita. Colin over a tie up. Onita pushes Gibson. The ropes headlock by Gibson. Push off by Onita. Shot a tackle by Gibson. Hip frog drop down. Hip chossy rub. No, no. It didn't go quite to plan there, but Ricky. Gibson is now in. Whips Anita off the ropes. Drop kick there by Gibson. Onita gets the tag to Masafuchi. Masafuchi is now in. Colin over type. Arm bar. Hair pull by Fuchi. Rake of the eyes on the boots. And again. 
Karate chop to the back of Gibson. Drops him down again. Masafuchi here is a house of fire. Oh no. Tojo Yamamoto. Interfering from the apron. Thumb of the throat there by Fuchiono Gibson. Onita attacking Gibson from behind from the apron as well. Tojo Yamamoto is in now with Gibson. Whips Gibson into the ropes. Karai Chop takes down Ricky Gibson. Tojo Yamamoto goes running to the corner. Tags in Anita. Robert Gibson is tagged in. Robert Gibson now a house of fire, wailing away on all three of the Japanese contingent. Big punch to Anita, big punch to Fuchi, big punch to Yamamoto. Headlock. Push off by Anita. Shoulder tackle by Gibson. Anita down over the top leapfrog. Goes for the power slam, but reverses. Rolls him up, rolls up, rolls up. No, 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 no. One count. Roy Rogers tagged in. Anita runs to the corner, tags in Fuchi. Roy Rogers in. Masafuchi in. Both men circling Colin Nibber, tie up arm bar by Rogers. Roy Rogers working over the arm now. Masafuchi slowing it down a little. Masafuchi begging off. Masafuchi back to his feet, pushes Rogers into the ropes. Oh! That was right in the balls. He just punched him right square in the balls. Roy Rogers is down. He needs that horse. He needs Toto. Roy Rogers needs to go and uh, ice them motherfuckers. Masafuchi with a big uh, chop to the back. Masafuchi now tags in Tojo Yamamoto. That was just a blatant punch to the balls. Tamajo Yamamoto now in. Karate chop to the ribs of Roy Rogers. Oh, drops him down like a sack of shit. Does Tojo. And again. The wily veteran here, 54 years of age, going up against the young Roy Rogers. Off the ropes, drop down. Nope, leapfrog again by Rogers. Oh! Big running forearm there by Roy Rogers on Tojo. Tojo rolls to the corner, tags in. Onita. Here comes Rick Gibson. Rick Gibson and Atsushi Onita. Onita went for a chop, but Gibson blocked it. Oh, both men block the chop. A bit of karate going on here. The bell has rung. The bell has rung. The time limit has expired on the first fall. But this hasn't stopped the men. They all oh, six men are in the ring now. All six men are in the ring. The bell has rung. The time limit has expired for the first fall. But all six men do not give a fuck. They are beating the shit out of each other. That's the Japanese contingent going running out of the ring. Tag belt. Boy, there's a lot of times I would like to end it earlier, but never. Yeah, are, yeah, oh, no, sir. We got to take ready. time. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh, yeah, action Tuesday night at the Louisville Garden, just like we got still some of it to come right here on Channel 3's Championship Wrestling. Goodness gracious. Hey, Thursday, September the 17th, Owensboro. Big card. Have more on that later. Yeah, we've told you about all of them, and there's one I'm really particularly interested in. That's going to be that Texas Tornado death match. Bill Dundee, the Dream Machine, and of course Hart's going to be at ringside. Billy, this is one uh, the Dream Machine says he asked for, and he's going to take all the time he wants just to beat you up. Somehow I just don't believe that. 
That's right, Lance, and he didn't ask for it. I asked for it, and there was a reason for asking for it. Because if you wrestle the dream machine or you're in a tag match with somebody, Jimmy Hart sticks his nose in, he may hit you with a cane, they may get the pin, one, two, three, and the match is over. Hart, I know that's what you're going to do. I know there may be one fall, there may be two falls that your boy wins that way, but the match is not going to be over, and that's the reason I went to promote and asked for it, Jimmy Hart. It's going to go all night if that's what it takes. Now, Lance, I went down there to help Jerry Lawler, and maybe some people say you shouldn't win then. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know, but I got tired and feathered, and that's the most embarrassing mm. thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Now, let me tell you something, Dream Machine. I'm not coming to pin your shoulders one, two, three to win a wrestling match. I'm coming down there to hurt you, and I'm going to hurt you, because this is where 210 pounds is going to come off better than 265 pounds, because if it goes half an hour or an hour, you're going to be tired, Jack and I'm still going to be going, and I'm going to be going 115% to beat you, because I've got something to prove to me. Then, Jimmy Hart, when that big fat jerk is laying down there and he's not moving, I'm coming to get you, because it was really you that poured the tire on me, not the dream machine. He held Lawler off so he couldn't help, and you was the one that picked the tire up, and you was the one that threw the feathers now. When I get through with the dream machine, I don't make many promises to people in Louisville, but I'm making one to you, Jimmy Hart. When I knock him out and he can't interfere no more, I'm coming after you, and I'm going to beat you within an inch of your life. And that's a promise, Jimmy Hart. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's one determined little Australian. And, brother, when he goes at it, he goes at it. Texas tornado death isn't going to inhibit him from anything. You make it a point. Tuesday night, be there and see it. Ooh. Yeah. That's just, the kind, boy, that, you know, oh, you just... I'll tell you. Everybody was really steaming and blowing and going. Onita that, came in there. He's vicious anyway. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's just mean looking when you see him walking down the street, much less in the ring. And he came in there with those hands ready for the chops. And Rick Gibson says, okay, <laughs> and he sets himself for the defense, and I would just wait, and of course, time was out. Yeah, yeah, he took a shot there, and Rick made the block on it, yeah. and uh, it looked like it. You know, something about Onita, we've talked about drop kicks and all before. Onita has that ability, and uh, of course, this is not to say that Fuchi doesn't, because he, he uses a little different style, but you know how Onita takes it with one foot still on the mat down mm -hmm. there, and he stiff legs, just like a two-by-four, yeah. hitting you right in the face with it. And he can really go at it. And these guys were some kind of ready. Roy Rogers took quite a pounding, but the son of a gun, he was ready to come back. And that's the thing you got to admire about that young fella. Absolutely. He will... Uh, go, uh, let's uh, recap today. Yeah, all right. Well, let's start... So, ladies and gentlemen, as Lance and Dave run down the rest of the show, that is it. We have just covered the 5th of September 1981 and what a show it has been this is going to be a bit of a long show ladies and gentlemen but it will only happen every couple of weeks with the added uh, new segment that we have that girl got game so ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening thank you very much for uh, Kemi thank you thank you very much to Kemi for her new segment we will be listening to her in a couple of weeks again don't forget you can watch Kemi's segment over on the YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash flash mooter don't forget if you haven't already then please subscribe to the place to be wrestling network you can find them at ptbn wrestling on Twitter you can find us at Memphis cast on on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget, you've still got a few days left to vote in the poll to see what we cover on the October edition of Time Warp, the 23rd of October 1987 Stampede Wrestling, the 16th of October 1993 Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the entire In Your House 4 from October 1995 or three matches from Halloween Havoc 1993. You vote... No. We ask, you decide. That's the little motto I've decided. We ask, you decide. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to Lance Russell and Dave Brown. Thank you to the fine folk of Memphis, Tennessee. This has been a place to be a wrestling network production. 
I have been your host, Mr. Luke Jennings, and until next time... When it's spring again, I'll bring again Tulips from Amsterdam With a heart that's true, I'll give to you Tulips from Amsterdam I can't wait until the day you fill These eager arms of mine Like the windmill keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Like the wind keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips